I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello, you're listening to 5-Minute Folklore with me, Bob Shoy. This week's episode is all about the cryptozoic Groot slang, whose myths are told over much of Africa, but most predominantly the country of South Africa. For today's story, which is slightly longer than usual, I've combined the commonly told creation of the Groot slang with a tale of a prospector's expedition that I made up myself that combines many aspects of the Groot slang legends. So here's this week's 5-Minute Folklore. Long ago, long, long ago, as far back as the creation of the world itself, the gods were gathered together, constructing all the creatures that would inhabit this planet. They crafted buffalo, antelope, wildebeest, as well as scorpion, ant, vulture and dolphin, and more. Every animal that exists on Earth was being moulded by these gods, including the Grootslang. They were incredibly proud of the Grootslang's design. It was extremely strong and also extremely intelligent. Once they were finished, the gods looked on at their creation, admiring their work. They were generally pleased, but amongst their creations was one in particular that they realised was a mistake. The Groot Slang. It is too strong and too cunning. It must be undone. The gods were all in agreement, and so gathered all of the Groot Slangs together. They still liked many aspects of the design, so decided they could split the Groot Slang up to create two different beasts. These were the elephant and the snake, the final two creatures crafted by the gods for planet Earth. The gods were pleased with the strength of the elephant and the cunning of the snake, and all was well. However, one Grootslang had evaded capture and made a home hidden in the southernmost region of the continent of Africa. Its home was a ginormous cave near to the Orange River. It would lure in elephants to feast on. 
Rumours of a huge creature living in this cave spread, and it became known as the Bottomless Pit. People claimed to have smelt a sulfuric smell coming from it. Some went to investigate. Few returned. Those that did bargained for their lives. One day, a prospector decided to explore the cave himself. He paid no mind to superstitions and intended to lay claim on anything of worth that could be inside there. Feeling confident, he stepped into the cave. Right, let's see what you got for me, he said to himself and began to explore. He soon caught a whiff of the sulphur smell that others had described. He stopped briefly, shook his head, and continued. Well, I'm sure that's nothing to worry about, he reassured himself. A little further in, and he started to hear a strange sound, faintly echoing through the tunnels. It wasn't a sound he was familiar with. It was low and rumbling, and he was sure that it sounded alive. He stopped again and listened closely. He took a few breaths. It's just silly superstitions, he said, now with a slight hint of worry in his voice, and continued on. Eventually, the tunnel he was following opened into a large cavern, and there it was, the Groot Slang. The prospector could see its shadowy outline in the darkness. Huge, monstrous, and very real. The prospector almost let out an involuntary scream, but managed to catch his breath. It mattered not. The Groot Slang was aware of his presence. The prospector was startled and dropped his torch. Apologies, I'm just leaving. I did not mean to interrupt. I must have taken a long turn somewhere. Don't mind me. He was slowly backing away from the creature, intent on leaving urgently. The Groot Slang took a step toward him and flung its huge tail out, wrapping it around him and lifting him off the ground. The prospector was hanging upside down, inches from the creature's face. Please, I mean no harm. The Groot Slang grunted, and its hot breath surrounded the prospector. He knew this was the end. But just then, out of the corner of his eye, he spotted something shiny, a glimmering in the darkness, which was reflecting from his fallen torch. Diamonds. Piles of diamonds all around where the Groot Slang slept. With his free hand, he pointed at them. Diamonds! You like diamonds, right? He reached into his pocket and removed some sparkling stones of his own. I have some. I'm a prospector. Let me go, and you can have them. All of them. Here. He held out his hand, and the Groot Slang's eyes lit up with desire. He dropped the prospector. Ow. Give them to me. The prospector got up and frantically emptied his pockets. He had a few diamonds, and he hoped they were enough. Now go. The Groot Slang demanded, 
and the prospector ran and did not look back. I hope you enjoyed that. Now for the rest of the episode, I'm going to talk about what the Groot Slang is, the real-life location of its home, and some of the many reported sightings that have occurred over the years. Groot slang, or groat slang, roughly translates from Afrikaans to mean great snake or great serpent. Groot slang myths are mostly associated with South Africa, particularly the Zulu and Josa tribes, but are also told in many other African countries. It was constructed by the gods at the dawn of time and was one of their first creations. As told in the story at the beginning, it was considered a mistake and then split into separate creatures. When the Groot Slang were rounded up by the gods to be unmade, one is said to have escaped and lived to sigh out the Groot Slang that have come since. It's a cross between an elephant and a snake, and descriptions of its appearance vary wildly. Sometimes it's told to be a huge snake with gems for eyes, or it's a snake with the head of an elephant, or most commonly in the versions of the story from the West African country of Benin, it's a huge elephant with a serpent's tail. It often has a thick, leathery hide, and sometimes it has six tusks, or can even have fangs. Descriptions of its dimensions also vary, the most extreme examples describing it as being 60 feet long, and it's also believed to lure elephants into its lair to kill and eat them. The Groot Slang is cruel, cunning, strong, and intelligent, and covets diamonds and other precious stones. The only way to come out of a Groot Slang encounter alive is to trade these for your life. The cave where the Groot Slang resides is sometimes simply referred to as the bottomless pit. It's otherwise known as the Wonder Hole, Wonder Cave, or Wondergate. These are based on a real place, a cave system called Wondergat, in a desert area of South Africa called Richtersveld. Wondergat also appears in other regional folklores, and is a limestone sinkhole, including an extremely deep shaft. The caves are 40 miles long, reaching all the way to the sea. The Grootslang is said to guard the treasure of these caves from treasure hunters. Because the caves go so deep, some legends say that the Groot Slang was belched up from the depths of hell itself to protect these treasures. It is said that anyone who has entered these caves and encountered the Groot Slang has been overcome by a sense of evil. Aside from caves, the Groot Slang is also said to dwell in warm lakes, swamps or rivers. Particularly mentioned are the Orange River and the Vaal River. Yeah, 
Similar to the tatsel worm, which I covered in a previous episode, the Groot slang is considered by some to be a real cryptid, and numerous sightings of it have been reported over the years. One of the most famous being the English businessman Peter Grayson, who went in search of the treasure of Richtersveld in 1917. Shortly into his expedition, members of his party were attacked by lions. Peter continued and was never seen again, many believing that he was killed by the Groot slang. A prospector once visited the cave alone and lowered himself in using a winch. As he got deeper, he could smell a sulphur smell. A group of bats flew into his face and he dropped his torch, after which he returned to the surface and did not try again. Another time, a party of prospectors came across a set of tracks that they did not recognise. These were three foot wide. They believed they belonged to the Groot slang and followed them until they reached a river, but did not see it. Many have speculated what the Groot slang sightings could be, the most common theories being that it is a large variety of African rock python, or a large water monitor, or possibly that people have witnessed an unknown species of monitor lizard. I have a few other sighting reports for you now. In 1899, a merchant named G.A. Kinnear saw the head of a monstrous serpent rise from Orange River near Uppington. In 1920, a group of men saw a huge serpent swimming at the confluence of the Great Fish and Orange Rivers. And finally, I have one more which I'm reading from the website new-cryptozoology.wikia.com. In November 1963, newspapers started reporting various encounters with a water monster in the Vaal Dam, Free State Province. Most of the reports were vague. Stanley Jacob and his father David watched a monster surface 110 yards from their boat, near Aranyaville on February 16, 1964. At first, it looked like a swimming horse. They went to fetch a gun, then returned. The animal had greyish-brown skin and was smoother than a hippo's. The Groot slang has appeared in many forms of media, such as the animated TV series The Secret Saturdays, the comic series Lumberjanes, and the video game Final Fantasy XV. I'm going to start wrapping up this episode now, and this will be the last one for a while while I have a little break. I've had some great messages from listeners during this run, and I really appreciate all of them, so keep them coming. I've also had a few requests from listeners to do voices for upcoming episodes, I would love to do that when the podcast returns, so let me know if you'd like to guest on an upcoming story and have the means to record, and I'll try to arrange that. Also, let me know if there are any particular folklore characters you would like me to look into or any country's folklore that you would like to hear about. And for all of that, you can contact me directly at 5minutefolklore at gmail.com or there's a way to message via the website 5minutefolklore.com where there are also links to the various social media accounts 
There are Instagram posts for all of the episodes with extra pictures and things. The account is at 5 Minute Folklore. And you can also find me on Twitter at at Bob Shoy. That's at B-O-B-S-H-O-Y. Also on the website, there are ways to financially support the show. So if you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, then consider doing that. It's always hugely appreciated. But you can also help out for free by giving a rating and review through iTunes. That may sound trivial, but due to iTunes' secret algorithm, it actually really does help podcasts get noticed. So that's everything. Slightly more wrap-up stuff than usual, as it's the last one for a while. Finally, thanks to Rick Dove, not only for doing voices on this episode, but for all of his hard work and help on almost every episode. And to Rebecca Chapman, who didn't do any voices this week, but has done loads on other episodes and also does the individual artworks for each episode. One more special thanks to the Guild of Ambience, who created the cave ambient sound you heard under the main story and throughout the episode. You can find their other ambient soundscapes on YouTube, just search Guild of Ambience. They are especially great for adding atmosphere to role-playing games like Dungeons & Dragons. Lots of traditional South African, mainly Zulu music this week, and I have a little bit more of that to play us out. Thanks so much for listening, and hopefully you'll listen again when the podcast returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 